everyone. Welcome back to the Create Radio Show. I'm your host, Jason Evans. Along with me is Kyle Lee. Meep. And on the faders over there is producer Chris. Let's go. Well, everybody, uh, welcome, welcome back to the show. And uh, Kyle, it's been a long time, man. Been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. Unfortunately, we're still not fully staffed. Uh, unfortunately, Kyler isn't with us today uh, due to prior commitments. But hey, uh, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just do what we can. But um, Kyle, it feels like forever since we've been able to talk to you. I know it's just been a couple weeks, but what have you been up to, man? I've been, uh, like I was telling you guys, I've been Cuban. Cuban. What does that Cuban. mean? Been Rubik's Cuban. Solved a Rubik's Cube. You solved that's a Rubik's Cube. So I couldn't make it last week. You were too busy doing that? Yeah. Was that too during your Cuban. meeting? <laughs> but, no, that was not the reason. But. So what's the, so what's the infatuation of the in Rubik's school. Cube? Do what? I said, what's the infatuation of the Rubik's Cube? Why have you been doing that? Well, this one's just been sitting in my classroom. I got it in high school. And okay. I just, oh. every once in a while, I'll be twisting it around. I've had to replace the stickers because they're all worn off. I see that. But. So my kids in my class always ask me about it, and I was like, I don't know how to solve it. I, I can solve one side, but anyway, so I just signed up for this little class online that teaches you some of the algorithms and been trying to memorize them. And then you, you so it doesn't like take you step by step on how to complete the Rubik's Cube. It just kind of tells you some of the signs behind how it works. Is that? It tells you like steps to like what you have to solve first. Okay. So it'll say you need to get this first and then you work towards it and you try to get it and then it said okay then now you need to try to get to this and so well, how about that and now that you've done cool. it you can create your own online class right and start making i only income. have about i probably i would say about half of it memorized i can mix it all up but i can get halfway and then i have to look them up again ah well you'll get there there's that, that side days. hustle when that I side hustle for kyle yeah. Chris, have you ever completed a Rubik's Cube? No. Um, I'm really good at a Rubik, Rubik's Cube if it's all one color. Oh, wow. That's, that seems, yeah, that seems tough. Yeah. It's a congratulations. It's the homeschool cube. Yeah, the homeschool <laughs> cube. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I've never completed one. Um, I, I have to be honest. I, I like puzzles, but I don't have a lot of patience for puzzles. Um, so it's like, I'll, I'll just work on them for a very short amount of time and then I'll let them lay for like two weeks. And so I've been working on the same Ruby's cube since I was eight years old, I think, but yeah, maybe yeah. one day, you know, who can do one who? and has been able to, since I've known him 12 years ago, Keevan Leedy. Really? Shout just, out. He can just knock Weather him out. Oklahoma. Yep. He can in 30 seconds. Really? Well, we'll yep. put him to the test of that. We've got an, yep. an event with him coming up in a few weeks. So we'll, uh. We'll have to put him to the test. Imagine if he can't do it anymore. <laughs> Would that be awesome? <laughs> it's like Kyle really built you up, Kevin, and now he can't even complete it. <laughs> yeah, that would kind of be fun if that happened. Yeah. But well, cool. So, anything else happened in your life, Kyle, in the last two weeks? So we uh, last we talked, it was pre-Easter. We were entering Holy Week, but uh, and you you mentioned that one of the things you were kind of looking forward to is you didn't actually have preset easter plans at that time so how did your easter end up going even though i know we're a couple weeks uh we're still in the easter season uh, according to the church calendar but your resurrection sunday how was that it was good um i mean i think the whole holy week we tried to be intentional me and my wife and talk with our kids about it because they were very pumped up about all the egg hunts and Mm -hmm. all the candy and so we just wanted to even even though they're little kids try to set the tone like we started a couple of traditions that have nothing to do with candy and stuff like that to try to teach them a little bit about the week that is Holy Week and why we celebrate and all the different events that happened. Um, and it was good. good. Sunday was, I mean, we didn't really have anywhere to go because we had to end up having to go to uh, my in-law's house. Um, and so that wasn't as great, but. Well, so did you did you just stay at home 
uh, that morning, or were you on the road that morning? So yeah, did... we sta- we we watched we well we tried to watch this one online, and there it kept on freezing, and mm. so then we were just it was a little it was weird, you know. Last year we couldn't really go anywhere. Actually, mm. last year I was running lights at a place on Easter Sunday, an empty auditorium, so that they could live stream it. And yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but and then. I don't know. We've talked about it on the show. We've like slowly, we've been just trying to find a place to, uh, uh, I don't know, fit in and belong. And we felt, I don't know, it's hard when you wake up sometimes on a Sunday and you're like, man, I don't feel like anywhere we would go today we would belong. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I guess we're kind of in the, in the middle of figuring that out. Yeah. Well, listeners, if you're uh, looking to add Kyle to your church, just go ahead and send um, send money. an invite card with some money and some Easter eggs full of candy for the kids. Um, and nope, just uh, money maybe for them they'll too. start coming. So, oh, money for the kids too. They're they're working yeah, on. They their got savings, plenty of candy so. now. Okay, okay. So uh, we'll put his address in the show notes. So uh, he would love those invite cards mailed to him with money, um, with money. But um, well, uh, I, I'm kind of uh, I've got to be honest, a little saddened that maybe you didn't get to enjoy a Resurrection Sunday service, you know, with fellow believers. But uh, I'm I'm glad your Easter and Holy Week went went well though. Yeah, I think I was more sad, too, than I normally would have been. I think, you know, a few years ago, I'd be like, oh, I don't have to go on Easter. That would be awesome. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, just because of the things we've talked about, like, the last couple of weeks about the burdens that we carry yeah. as church staff trying to get ready for Easter. But I think I was more sad because of participating in Lent pretty hardcore <laughs> this year and, like, being not just... Not just the physical things behind it, but like, you know, like digging deeper spiritually yeah. throughout that time and like the anticipation leading up to it. I was like really excited for the day. Yeah. And then, but I just, I mean, it's, it's our own fault. It didn't, we didn't have anywhere to go, I think. But um, well, I, I think I let, let yeah. myself down in that way. Like the whole big lead up and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we didn't, yeah, we there, didn't there was no grand finale. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's as I've, I've been going down this journey. Um, that's the same way. It's like when you when you spend those moments in Lent, and when you go through you know a Good Friday service, and you go through the Saturday, and this you know if you really feel that darkness spiritually, um, you know you you really need that that Resurrection Sunday. You need that celebration. And and I mean obviously you can have it personally. You can have it with your family. But um, when you are gathered with a group of of uh, Christ followers. Um, it really makes a difference. Like, and if you walk that journey of Lent, um, I think it's even all the more so, and it 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 helps you not take that that Easter service lightly. I think so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, that's um, a little it, sad, but it, it it did give me hope. You know, like it was hopeful because I was desiring more on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, like man, I I think that that speaks to the hope. Like at least I wasn't like well. Good thing I don't have this in my life anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Well, and I think and that so, just just goes back to everything we've been talking about. Is I, I feel like this last year has shown a lot of creatives are probably on the edge of that. Um, you know, I don't know if they get to experience a lot of hope on Sundays um, because they're so busy carrying the weight of of trying to make Sundays happen. And uh, so, you know, hopefully that there is an opportunity uh, for us as creatives to to find hope and joy and peace and rest and all those things. Um, with our fellow believers at a, at a service, um, you know. So, but anyway, um, we hope everyone had a wonderful Easter. And uh, Easter season is still going, so it goes between now and Pentecost. So, uh, you can still celebrate the resurrection of Christ and remember he he performed many miracles while he was walking on the earth after the resurrection. So, this is a great For opportunity all our to observe Orthodox those. Friends. Yeah, not even Easter yet, right? Yep, that's true. And um, he hasn't even risen yet. <laughs> Yeah, so um, if you have no idea what we're talking about, just Google Eastern Orthodox Easter, and uh, it'll it'll blow your mind. But um, anyway, uh, let's move on, guys. Uh, it's time for top three. Top three. All right, everybody. Um, top three this week, I'm going to bring the question. I'm going to make you dig back into your memory banks. And uh, we are fully in spring, but I, I feel like summer will be here before we know it. And so I want to ask you guys, what were your top three summer hangs, like hangouts places? In the summer, what were your top three hangout places? Mm. Who mm. wants to go first? When? 
of all time? Uh, between the ages of, uh, we'll say, 10 and 15. Ooh. My house. <laughs> Your house. I mean, 10. You know. Okay, well, let's, let's say 12 to 15. 12 to 15. I would, okay, so we had a pretty good youth center. So those are the sweet years, right? 12 yeah. to 15, yeah. you are old enough to do fun stuff, but you don't have to have a job yet. Yep. Um, yeah, so we would hang out at the youth center a lot. Um, we actually had a couple of youth interns like from college that, during that time that were basically had to be up there all the time. Now, so was, was this a open. youth center, the church-related or like a community yeah. center? Yeah, yeah, sorry, our church youth okay, center. Okay, okay. Um, and so we'd, you know, go up there, play video games, play pool. I thought it was really cool that they had pool tables in there for some reason. Um, <laughs> let's see. Community center. We had a place that was like the YMCA. Yeah. Um, called the Simmons Center. I would always go there, play basketball. They have an indoor-outdoor pool? Just an indoor pool. That's where I ended up working whenever I turned gotcha. 16. Lifeguard. Uh, yep, lifeguard life. And then I'm trying to think one more place. I don't know. I played, uh, so 12 to 15, I played summer basketball. So we were traveling a lot. So just going to all different over. gyms to play basketball tournaments. Do you have fond memories of hot gyms in the summer? I do. I like uh, the smell of a wooden... <laughs> court just yeah. baking in the summer yeah, the no. smell of that like varnish on there yeah nothing better i like it nothing better <laughs> chris what about you um i would also say it was there's this kind of youth hangout uh type thing that a, a member of the church i was in at the time they bought a building and made it uh into like a kind of a good environment for youth and people to hang out in but Is it was it called like the rock garage the rock garage the rock garage but yeah, it had pool tables and Xboxes and all that. <laughs> so I went there. Um, then always, as much as I could, out to a lake somewhere, either fishing and stuff like that. Um, and then also, I actually forgot about this until the question came up. But uh, an ice skating rink. I, I ice took, skating. Yeah, I took lessons like for you a, did a not. Whole, yeah, I took a, uh, ice skating lessons for like a whole summer. Wow. And so, yeah, don't ask me to do it now because I'm afraid of anything slick because I have bad knees. So were you like, but, you could do the axles and all that kind of stuff? No, I could uh, I could make it across a rink at probably two miles per hour, and that's as good <laughs> as I could could go. So Awesome. So what name the name them again? Sorry. Uh, the, the Rock, Rock garage, garage, a lake, and an ice skating Okay, awesome. Rink. Well, I had no Speaking idea. Speaking of ice skating, the new Mighty Ducks. We haven't talked about it we, since. We haven't, and truthfully, I haven't got to watch them yet. I'm a little disappointed in myself. But um, you sent, Is that why you sent us that one article? Yeah, to, to prep for it. Because and then, the new one? Yeah, and then I haven't actually got to watch it yet. So. I didn't even know there was going to be a new one. Oh, really? And then, yeah, it's awesome. It's way better than Falcon and Winter Soldier by like a billion. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, uh, speaking Maybe of two billion. the, the, the uh, definitely the Mighty Ducks 2, you know, that was in my 12 to 15 prime so in that that time yes. i was also knuckle pucking uh, myself street hockey street hockey i was like you know the king of iso street hockey playing by myself on our uh, on our carport so um, we had a youth that, street hockey league in did Duncan you really did you at really the skating rink but wow. i wasn't old enough to do it wow well that that's not one of my my summer spots for me uh, during that age, I grew up in a, it technically is a community, but there was nothing in the community, just a bunch of old busted up buildings and a statue. And uh, so basically it just had free reign to to roam through this little town of Skeety. And so me and a couple friends, a couple people my age who lived out in that community, uh, we'd ride bikes, we would go fishing, we would go down to the creek, do whatever basically we wanted to do um, just all day long. It was back when your parents just never knew where you were. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just went and did. Just hit up the bike trails yeah. behind Hastings. Ex exactly. Um, but so that was just kind of out in Skeety, just roaming around. That was one of the things. Uh, it feels like every weekend, even though I know it wasn't every weekend, um, I would go down and visit my either my grandparents or my cousins. And, uh, you know, loved going to the grandparents because, you know, it's always great going to the grandparents. And then cousins I have 
three cousins that are like straight my age and then a lot of others that are similar in age. So we would play roller hockey, we'd ride our bikes, things like that. So um, down at my cousin's, my grandparents' house. And then lastly, we didn't have like a community center. Um, always wanted one. Always wanted a place with a pool table for some reason. Um, we never had that. But uh, I did get to spend a lot of time playing baseball in the summer. And so I loved that and got to roam the state of Oklahoma out in the heat, sunflower seeds, the eye black, all that kind of stuff. The bubble so, gum. The bubble gum. Actually, uh, my dad was always a coach, and for some reason we never could chew gum. Really? Like for so I don't know. I think he just just thought it was distracting or something. Hmm. But anyway, hmm. anyway, yeah. So those are my spots. This has been top three. Well, that was a fun top three, at least for me. I don't know if it was for you guys or not. But um, hey, let's just go ahead and get right to our guest. We have a, a great guest today. His name is Seth. Roach, um, some would say Roche. Sethry Roche. Sethry Roche. Seth is a, is a dear friend of ours. He is the creative director at Foundations Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we just have a great conversation talking about creativity in the church. Uh, Seth is a, a very creative person, great filmmaker. He does uh, a lot of our uh, in-person video gathering and video editing when we have events at the Oklahoma District Council. And so if you've been to one of our events, you may have seen him running around with a camera. So uh, let's just get right to it. Here is our conversation with Seth Roche. Seth, uh, thanks for taking the time to join us, and uh, it's been a long time coming. Been meaning to to get you on the show for a while, and so thank you for for being a part. Man, very very blessed to be here. Thanks for having me, uh, Jason. You're great. I admire you a lot. So yeah, blessed. He said blessed. Hashtag okay. blessed. <laughs> you obviously don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Seth, uh, as we get started, uh, first of all, just give us like a very quick rundown of your name, your family situation, and uh, where you're at. Yeah. So, well, my name is Seth. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, you know, I grew up all around. I'm a pastor's kid. Um, I work at a church called Foundations Church uh, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and I am married to my beautiful wife, Savannah. Uh, we've been married since July 1st of 2019, and she is pregnant. Uh, we She has about, she's 30, week, 30 weeks uh, by tomorrow, uh, by the time we're recording this. And so, yeah, uh, excited. It's our first child. Uh, his name is Ruben. Ruben? Uh, and Ruben, yes. Okay. Ruben Michael Roach. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to go for like a biblical name, but like not a popular biblical name. So that's what we did Ruben. Yeah, you know, cool. Firstborn of Jacob. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Um, well, as we just get rolling into this, we like to start with a little game of this or that. And so these are going to be rapid fire. Just uh, what comes to mind if you feel like explaining your answer um, because it needs an explanation. Uh, we'll go right. for it. Okay, so cool, are you, cool, cool. Are, you're ready. You're ready. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Here's your first one. Coffee or tea? Oh, tea. Hands down. Um, Coffee is disgusting, and it's a too be, too many people rely on it. It's American drug. It's American drug. So tea. Wow, that's a that's a very hard take. It's America's drug. <laughs> very hard True. take. Okay, um, here's your your next one. Uh, in and out or Waterburger. In and out, hands down. I think Waterburger is disgusting. Um, it's yeah, it's absolutely gross. I don't know why people eat there. Honestly. In and out is where it's at. It, you're in and you're out. I mean, and it's they they are not they are a master of burgers. And the great thing why I like In and Out is because they don't focus on a lot of things. Uh, they mainly just focus on their one thing, and their one thing they do very good at. And so they they found their niche, and it works for them. Okay, I'm gonna take that one step farther. In and Out or Chick Fil A? Chick Fil A, mainly because I don't have an In and Out in Tulsa. And so I eat Chick-fil-A a lot more, um, but I appreciate In-N-Out a lot. Uh, well, hasn't there been rumored to be one for like seven years? Yeah. It's... You know, there's rumored to be a lot of things coming to Tulsa <laughs> for the past 10 years, but it, none of them has come to fruition. So, Wow. That's too bad. Okay. Uh, so here's the next one. These are going to be hard hitting. Disney Plus or Netflix? I th Oh, man. I think I have to go. I think I have to go to Netflix, mainly because, well, I love Disney Plus TV shows, but 
Netflix is always re- more reliable. I only watch Disney Plus because of like when a show comes out every Friday, like Mandalorian or yeah. like one of the Marvel shows come out, but I don't watch anything else on there. But like if I go to Netflix, uh, there's always shows that I go back and I rewatch over and over, like Community. Oh yeah. man, I'm, I'm watching that like for the third time it's the best. right now. Uh, well, like you have Community, Parks and Rec, The Office. Uh, and they also have like a lot of those one-off shows that you watch once and keep. Yeah. Chris, have you started watching Community yet? I have not known. Man, you're missing out. It's so Chris, great. Chris, you are missing out. That is by far the best. Forget everything else. Community is number one. It, it was a show way before its time. Like if it, if it had come out like in the last two years, I think it would be a, a global phenomenon. Uh, for sure skip season four but you know yeah yeah yeah. the first the first couple seasons especially um okay so you 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 brought up marvel you brought up uh star wars so uh just this is a current one right now where we're at with falcon and winter soldier are you vibing with wandavision or falcon and winter soldier two totally different um two totally different that's why i said um, which one are you vibing for which one are you vibing with the most I'm, I'm probably vibing a lot more with WandaVision right now. Okay. That's because I've seen the whole story. Oh, um, okay. That's and because caveat. I can't, I can't, it's like when you judge a book by its cover, like I need to read the whole book before I can actually give a, a an opinion on it. Okay. And so, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I know you're a Star Wars guy. So here's the last Big question. Yes. This is the last question. Uh, Kylo Ren or Darth Maul? I feel bad. <laughs> It's it's sad because my dog's name is Kylo, and so I, I don't know if I'm betraying. I, I think I think I have to go with Darth Maul, and the reason why is spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, is because Kylo Ren and Rey kissed at the end. I did not appreciate that, and I, I feel like it was out of the blue, not part of his character. And so I would choose Darth Maul a lot more because of not just episode one, but because of like the more in depth of like the TV shows, yeah. the Clone Wars and the Rebels yeah. TV series, um, the character development in there was phenomenal. And I like the actor of Darth, like the voice of Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, Sam Winger uh, or Winter, I think, I think it's his name, but he, he's, uh, he's one of my favorite actors. And so he, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to go Darth Maul. Awesome. Well, that, that, that is the correct answer. Um, Kylo's just way too moody. Just way, way too moody. Um, Looks good shirtless, though. You heard it here. <laughs> you, you heard it here her first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, well, that's been this or that, Seth. Thank you for uh, playing along. Those are very revealing answers, I think. <laughs> that was great. Awesome. Well, hey, man, um, let's just uh, dive right into it. You know, you've been doing uh, creative things for a while, but for you, um, where would you say this is where that spark was born. I, I know I was doing creative things at this point in my life. What was that for you? Well, I feel like I've been doing creative things ever since I've been born. Um, I mean, creative things aren't really limited to just video and media, but I mean, uh, being in creative ministry, doing youth ministry. I mean, I grew up, I mean, being a pastor, yeah. I was born into ministry and in ministry in order to like, we, we just figure out creative ways to preach the gospel. And so like, I mean, I was born into creative creativity, but if you want to like, if you're asking more of like the media side of things, um, that probably, that probably didn't like come to fruition until my senior year of high school. Okay. Uh, when I actually discovered media, because I never discovered, I didn't know what media was because I always grew up in small church. And so I always saw like the big churches and saw like announcement videos, like for mm. one, I know that's like a super small thing, but I was like, well, that's super cool. I'd love to do that. And so I did that one Sunday for our small church. And I was like, you know, this is really fun. Um, and so that's kind of like where it birthed out of, but it really continued to grow uh, as when I went to Oral Roberts University and uh, I, I got a major uh, degree in cinema, TV, and digital media. I did. I, that's where I really actually started to fall in love with it when I started taking classes. And um, and so, because I, I think while I was at ORU, I always wanted to switch to a ministry degree. Mm. And then, but then as I kept taking classes, I was like, but this is a much creative way to do ministry. And I like to do things differently than a lot of people. Uh, and I like to, I mean, because we have the, one of the best stories to tell and uh it's just the meat like in ministry is just the way how you tell how you tell that story yeah and so i was like i want to tell that story the story of the gospel uh through a unique way that the world is going to through media and screens 
Awesome. Why do you think, because um, obviously, well, you said there are many, many creative paths and many things you can do creatively, but um, for you personally, why do you think you, you found yourself really drawn to film and video? Uh, I probably, film and, well, there was, there was a chapel um, at ORU that kind of, that's always stuck with me. Not a lot of chapels have stuck with me and I've went to two every week while yeah. I was there. So this one really, one of the, it was actually a professor from ORU speaking, a biological professor. And he, he talked about, you know, the scripture where overcomers about the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And he says that, uh, I don't, I, I don't quote me on the signs of this. Uh, this is kind of just what stuck in my heart. Uh, but like, he, like when we share our story, um, there are like when we experience like a negative story or, you know, let's say you're abused or something like that. Uh, there is things in your mind that gets disconnected. And so like you can't fully experience specific emotions or specific thoughts. Uh, and then when you continue to share, like um, share your story and share their testimony, share kind of what's happened to you and uh, what the Lord has done in your life, like those things start reconnecting um into your like in your brain mm -hmm. you start reconnecting and that also when people hear those stories hear your stories that have experienced similar or the same thing their brain neurons start to connect and so that was kind of like the science like behind why i fell in love with what i do because all i do in media is i tell stories and i tell stories between the camera and i'm a very like techie guy i like like it and tech and so it's just a great way to hit both those like both those uh, points in my life of tech and storytelling um, where I can actually find the experience of like the the evidence of you know when I create a story when we create an interview or a testimony video or or even just like a, a fun little video like like people's stories start coming together and the gospels scientifically shared well that's cool so you knew at that moment that's like I, I felt like I could make this ministry thing click through through video, like through the the moving image that that felt good to you at that point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think even well beforehand, it kind of it, I think it was starting to slowly click. It was a long it was a longer process yeah. for me because I always grew up thinking ministry was you know stacking chairs or being a preacher or being a missionary, mm -hmm. and so um, I, that's what I thought ministry was. And then when I realized and found out that ministry is a lot more than just you know being a pastor or minister minister or like a missionary mm -hmm. uh it's that's when it really started to click because i always knew i wanted to like do things for the kingdom of god but i i knew i didn't want to be a preacher or a missionary and so that's it was just like a, it was a very evolving thing and it's still evolving yeah like i'm still learning things yeah and so yeah well, you're still learning things, and um, I wanted to ask a kind of a nuts and bolts question um, before before we go too far. You've uh, done quite a few events with us um, over the years, and uh, one thing, kind of, you've you've done you've served many roles uh, through our our live event productions, and and I think you'll serve many more. But you've kind of hit a niche for us where you do our uh, event footage gathering and then do quick edits and quick turnarounds for like recap videos and social media videos and stuff like that. And so uh, if you just wanted to take a few minutes, um, could you tell us what your process is? Like maybe when you're going into an event and you know, okay, I've got 24 hours or I've got 12 hours or whatever it is. Um, maybe I've got three hours to turn a, a social media video around or something. Um, kind of what's your process to, to be able to do those quick edits? Yeah. So, I mean, the process, it's not, an, I, I don't want to say it's an easy process. It kind of comes naturally to me a lot, mm -hmm. mainly because I, I know what I want to do beforehand. And so I always think like, I, like we have production meetings before the events and I'm like, oh, I know I want to capture this. I know I want to, I know I want to get this shot. Um, and so I, I, I kind of know what I want to do beforehand. And so while I'm shooting, I'm also, I, cause like the, the great thing is I, I do it solo. I do it all. Like I'm the pre-production, I'm the production mm -hmm. and I'm the post-production. Yeah. And so, but when I'm shooting in the production, I'm actually thinking I'm as the editor. And so like, if I shoot this shot, like, where am I going to put this in the edit? And where am I going to, uh, how is this going to tr transition into the next shot? And so what I do is, you know, when I'm shooting, I, I know automatically where it's going to go and where I want it, um, where I want to place it. And so 
when I go to the edit room, I see that shot and like, I know exactly where I want this to go. Not like the exact time, like the time or the exact frame I want it to be, okay. but like yeah. vaguely, like, and then I just slowly like take the puzzle and put, put it together. And that's when it comes together. And then I just clean it up a little bit. And that's when I have the, that's when I have the edit. And so it's, I'm, I'm already, I'm already the editor while I'm shooting yeah. and even before I'm shooting. So I'm already editing way before then. What about um, finding sound bites, things like that, um, from a, a speaker session? Uh, you may not like me for this shot, like answer, but I, I I just find like what I like, kind of what yeah. speaks to me. And so, like before I like when I'm listening uh, to the sermons, some sermons I, I don't like listening to, but you know when I'm listening to the sermon, I kind of like, man, that actually spoke to my heart, um, and you know spoke to me. And so I feel like if it spoke, if, if it spoke to me, I, it could speak to others. And a lot of the times it's actually like what event that is in. And so like, let's say like we, we just got off the, uh, the, the OIM youth mm-hmm. where it was uh, for youth pastors. And so I was like, man, I kind of put myself in the youth pastor's shoes and like, man, if I was a youth pastor, will it speak to me? And so that's when I then like find that snap sound bite. And then I try to find it super quick. And actually like I listen to it and like double the speed. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just like trying to find that super quick. Um, and I mainly, I mainly just pull the audio from that. And so I just, I let the visuals kind of tell the story more than the audio and the audio just kind of supports what the visuals are doing. Sweet. Well, you always do a great, a great job for us at our events. And so thank you. uh, Just always, I love talking process with people. And so thanks for sharing that. Um, Let's transition to your job, uh, your, your ministry calling there at Foundations Church. Um, For you personally, what is it that you like most about leading a creative ministry in the local church? What I like about most, um, the creative ministry is actually the people. Um, I, how I work as a creative is I don't like working alone. I don't like doing life alone. Uh, I, I like my creativity builds off by a lot of like other people building off other people. And so um, the, what I enjoy most is the people and who I work with, not just the, the other staff, but the other volunteers, mm-hmm. the people who come on Sundays or Wednesdays or anytime during the week. And just, they just want to uh, help out and uh, very grateful for them. But that's kind of like what gives me like a lot of like, I want to say like, it's not, it's not, it's not the, what gives me purpose, but it kind of what keeps me going a lot. And so um, just being around other creative and even like people that don't even know like the creative world and introducing them. To yeah. Them. And then they're like, wow, I've never heard of this. And like, like I work with like, a, like a, one of our volunteers is a nurse and he he never actually knew about the creative world, but he fits right into it. And he's like, man, I, I just want to quit nursing to do this. I'm like, well, don't do that. Not yet. You know, <laughs> um, but a lot of it's like the people. And so building teams and building leaders. And so I can't I, like uh, my whole goal at the, my job is to uh, work myself as, as out of the job. Yeah. And so what I do is I build people up to fill my roles so I can just put out fires and not even doing anything. Not that I don't, not that I'm lazy, but (laughs) like I I enjoy doing the things like I'm not trying to pawn off my job to anyone, but uh, mainly just trying to build other people up and build people up at creative because they can, I guarantee, I'm pretty sure I'm guaranteed that they can be a lot more creative and they have a lot like going back to the story. It's like they have a lot more creative stories than I do. And so, um, I want to, I want to empower them in their ministry. Yeah. And I feel like that's my ministry. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. Um, what, uh, so, I mean, you're, you're relatively, um, young in this world. <laughs> um, and young, so, yes. uh, and you know, you, you've kind of, you've been leading uh, the ministry there at the church for how many years now? I started in June of 2019. Okay. So, so almost two full years. Um, so it's been a learning process. I'm sure you've, you've had to grow a lot, but so, um, for someone who's maybe not far behind you and they're having the opportunity to step into the role of leading a creative ministry, maybe, you know, like you, it starts as it's one person, you know, kind of doing all this stuff. What, um, what are some things you've learned and how to manage those things in that short amount of time? Yeah, I think uh, one of the big things that I've learned is um, 
the like probably like who you who you work are working under and so i'm very blessed with the pastor and the leadership team at my church that it it's a vision it's a vision i'm so sorry that's my dog he is going wild <laughs> my apologies is that kylo um and so yes that's kylo so he's emotional he's moody he's moody um <laughs> and so no it is like the the vision I like when you step into a role, probably the biggest thing that I would encourage people to do is find the vision and really try to hone into that vision, whether it be um, like our vision is to make Jesus famous. And so I can take that, the vision to make Jesus famous into um, the creative ministry. And so find the ministry like in the church and the ministry or whatever you're going to um, and try to like mold that, don't mold the vision, don't change the vision, but t- take that vision and try to find where that like fits in you mm. and also fits in what you are called to do in your ministry, because we're all called to a spe- specific calling, what I believe, um, but are also called to a higher calling and, you know, to love your neighbor and love yourself, but also like to follow your leaders and people under, like people over you. And so my job is to make my pastor's vision come alive. And his job is to make sure that, like, my vision also lines up with, like, the church's vision, because I'm trying to do what's best for the church, not Mm -hmm. what's best for me. Uh, And that's kind of just really helped me, because, you know, finding, like, the church's vision, it's his vision. It's really kind of molded, like, my vision and my heart for people, um, because I just really submitted to the authority that I was under, spiritual authority and, you know, practical authority. And that has helped me a ton. That's great, man. That's a good answer. And I want to kind of dive further into that. Um, and so you basically got this this gig, you got married, um, and now here you are almost two years later and you're about to have your first child. Yes. Um, what, what could you tell somebody maybe, again, who's coming up right behind you into this role? Um, what are ways you've learned to manage your time between work, between family, um, between your relational journeys with people and your spiritual life? Um, we've been talking a lot, um, with recreate over the last, you know, actually since the pandemic, I mean, it's the spiritual soul of the creative, um, seems to be frazzling in in many ways for many people. So for you, what are ways you've learned to, to be able to manage this time and manage, um, all the things that are coming at you. Yeah. Well, disclaimer, I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're all, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all still learning for sure, but for sure, um, for sure. But, you know, speak to somebody um, who's just a couple years younger than you and just starting out in this journey. Yeah. Uh, well, I think pra- I, I'm a big practical guy. I think practically is setting a schedule on your phone. Um, one of, one of the things that's helped me a lot is the schedule of, you know, I schedule in my, I try to schedule in my prayer time and I try to schedule in, um, you know, when I'm going to spend time with my wife, um, whether it be mentally or on your phone, I try to put it on my phone as much as I can. I'm a big iPhone guy. And so I set reminders a lot like, Hey, remind, remind myself to pray and remind myself to spend time with my wife and even remind myself to tell my wife that I love her. Like I have to remind myself to do that. Um, but it's, uh, I think it's getting yourself a, a big thing is getting yourself in routine and so it's the small impacts in your life that impacts the big decisions in your life. Um, and so like the, when I choose to wake up, when I choose to go to bed, what I even choose to eat. And so I try, try my best to, you know, get, get myself in a routine and, and put my, and stick and stick to it. And sometimes, you know, I don't stick to it and that's, that's totally fine. Um, but it's, so that's like, kind of like my time management, but also like, when being relational to people like um, my priorities like what is my priorities in life and so my number one priority is God and so um, yes remind myself to like tell my wife that I love her but I got to remind myself to pray because if like if, if I don't pray the love that I have for my wife means nothing because it might, if I'm not in tune with the Lord, I have a warped view on love and a warped view on life. And so I need to get, so like, I, I need to make sure that like all my priorities kind of line up, like first God, then my family, then my work and my ministry and what I'm called to do. And so I'm always called to be a follower of Christ. And so that's my priority. And then priority of, you know, I'm always called to put my wife over my job. And so, because my greatest ministry isn't what I do outside of my own home, it's what I do in my home. And so my greatest ministry is my kid and my, my wife. And so putting that first and foremost, and then putting everything else second, 
Um, because I know if I, if I put the other things, sec- like if I put like my work and my ministry first, I'll become a workaholic. And mm-hmm. um, what, I've, what I've experienced, if I'm not in tune with my wife, uh, I'm not in tune with anything else. And so if me and my wife, we have an off day, I can't do my work and I can't do my job. Or even the same as like, if I'm, if I'm off with God, I can't, I can't be in tune with my wife and I can't be in tune with my job. So like, I just got to set my priorities straight and stick to them. And, you know, that's, that's a lot easier said than done. Yeah, it, that's good. And it is, um, you know, we're coming off of, uh, the resurrection Sunday, I'm sure that was incredibly busy for, for you guys and for your church and ministry and all that stuff. But it's, it's amazing how easy it is to let those priorities slip. If we're not aware of what the priorities are, mm-hmm. um, yeah. some, sometimes I think we walk around and, and, uh, we, we don't establish priorities and by not establishing them, we create other priorities. Um, mm-hmm, that maybe we're sure. not aware of. So um, that's good, Seth. I appreciate that. Um, just as we draw to a close here, just have one more question. And that is, uh, what words of encouragement do you have for fellow creatives out there? There's going to be a lot of times that you're not going to feel like you're creative and you're going to feel like you have nothing in you. Uh, you know, we call this the grind. <laughs> uh, and so that, and that is where your discipline and your routine is really going to come into play. Um, a lot of times, like, I'm like, I like creating a video or something like, I'm like, I have the best story to tell, or like this, I have like the best footage, but I'm like, I just can't seem to put it together. And I have those moments a lot, but I have to rely, like my pastor said it this past week, he said, are we going to be emotional followers of Christ or are we going to become disciplined followers of Christ? And so that's the same with like your creative work. Are you going to be a disciplined creative or are you going to be emotional creative? And I think a lot of, a lot of times as creatives, we can become emotional creatives, but really like creativity comes in like the discipline and the work. And so like, man, just be disciplined. Like there's going to be a lot of times when you're not feeling it. That's, that's the perfect time to like buckle down and cry and like put in, put in the work. And that's where most of the reward I have come to see um, for myself and my family. We want to thank Seth again for taking time to join us on the show. And uh, man, Seth is a, a great dude, so enjoyed getting to talk to him. Hope he took notes since Kyler's not here. Well, guys, uh, before we get out of here, um, is there anything we need to talk about? Is there anything you guys are just uh, heavy on your hearts? Chris, how's the wedding coming? Weeks away, man. Yeah, weeks away. Uh, it's it's ooh, coming, ooh, and ooh. the excitement has definitely started to hit me. Is the stress so, there yet? The stress is still equally there, but the excitement's gotten more... Excitement is just now starting to hit you, huh? <laughs> well, okay, I should have rephrased that a little better. But to what? I am. <laughs> How are you going to rephrase that? I've Never mind. The excitement amazingly... is not yet yet here. <laughs> <laughs> I've always amazingly been excited, but now it's just increasing. Yeah, you're you're really anticipating what's about to to happen, right? Exactly. The excitement's so. turning into regret, <laughs> which and... will then turn back into excitement. <laughs> That's the that's the uh. way it goes for for people about to be married. I think. <laughs> well, it is exciting. I mean, you're just a few weeks away, so I think every episode between now and then, we're just gonna just ask, "How's it going? Yeah. Are you good? You got fitted, right? For your I got fitted for yeah, your suit coat. I got my my jacket and supposed to pick it up on Monday. Awesome. So yeah, it's coming together. Well, congratulations, sir. We're looking forward to it. We may even do a live podcast at the wedding. Is that okay? Yeah, do it. I'll yeah. just see you up there, and we'll we'll tell everyone what's going on. Yeah, live stream. Um. <laughs> Are you going to live stream your wedding? Uh, you guys can. Nah, I don't. I don't want to work at your wedding, oh, man. Okay. Okay. We'll just like, pop out a cell phone, you know, Facebook Live that. Well, if if you request yeah. that of me, you know, I do have a, a fee for you know videoing weddings. Okay. But. Okay. <laughs> My phone can't even really video anymore, so. Just uh, because old. of age, or okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, it happens. It happens. I got it out the other day. My third graders were aghast at how old it is. Now, what phone is that? <laughs> and someone was like, it's an iPhone 8, like trying to make fun of me. And it's an iPhone 7. So, uh, so you were like, you're like in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Beating me, though. I had an iPhone 6. Just I got rid of it like, what, three months ago? I don't even think it's two been months? that long. No, yeah. it's like a month or two months. So, yeah. Yeah, Chris has finally 
adulting. So he got a new phone plan, one for him and yep. his his bride to be. Big time adulting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on my parents' plan, so good job, Chris. Are you really? <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, it's a family plan. Nice. Until they kick me out of the family, I'm staying on. So what about Libby? She's on there. Nice. Yeah. Her parents kicked her off hers, so. Hey, do what you got to do, right? Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, we are excited spoiled for millennial. you. Spoiled millennial. Yeah, spoiled millennial. We are excited for you, Chris, even if you're just now getting excited. Um, it's not every day a, a wedding happens. And, it's like uh, a big lead up, Chris. You know, the engagement. It's like walking up a really long flight of stairs until, and then the last step is the wedding day. And then you open the door, and then it's just like infinite stairs from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's actually so true. <laughs> but they're they're great stairs. They're easy to climb. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. one is like a really big step. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, they're they're great. So uh, no worries at all. <laughs> well, hey, it's about time we get out of here. But before we do, um, I teased this on last week's episode, but um, we, we're going to have a very special podcast episode, and we're hoping it's going to be next week. And uh, so we actually have homework for all of our listeners, if you want to take part in this episode and really know what we're talking about. Um, we've kind of joked off and on, uh, really for months, um, I feel like a long time. Uh, there's a, a new faith-based musical on Netflix called A Week Away, which is a musical about kids who go to a summer church camp. And uh, I, I think it was a little bit over a year ago, I remember Kyler came back and told us about, she went to Winter Jam, and yeah. they had two of the, the two stars of the show yep, I was there. where they're promoting it. Yep. And then I assume oh, because my. of COVID and things like that, the production got delayed. But um, it is finally out on Netflix. And so what we want you to do is we want you to watch a week away sometime this week. And uh, it may take you all week. It's like watching the Snyder cut of Justice League. It may just take you multiple days. Um, but we want you to watch it because next week, our entire episode is going to be devoted to our thoughts of a week away. I think uh, in, in one way or another, all of us have expressed our opinions on faith-based movies and uh, the good and the bad and the ugly of them. And so we thought, let's just put it all in one episode and we'll make it all happen around this one uh, musical called A Week Away. So if you want to know what we're talking about, it'll be full of spoilers and uh, full of uh, analyzation. <laughs> and so uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, make sure you watch A Week Away uh, between now and next Monday when the next episode comes out. Uh, Kyle, on a scale of one to three, how excited are you? Oh, I would have to say that I'm more excited about this new Dogman book coming out. <laughs> Dogman? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Dogman, Mothering Heights. Mothering Dave Heights? Pilkey. New book. So is that so, like yes. a children's book? Yeah, it's the same guy that wrote Captain Underpants. I gotcha. So but, you're more excited about that. Actually, I'm more excited about getting these free stickers of a Dogman book than I am about <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> I'm more excited about any sticker. I just pick any. I'm, I got stick bunch of stickers here in my drawer. I'll just pick one out. Well, what, I'm what, more excited about this sticker of this octopus holding a whatever a crown and a scepter. <laughs> well, what I'm excited about is I think we'll have four similar yet very distinct ideas and takeaways from the movie. Um, I, I we can say for a fact so far, Kyler has actually already watched it twice. I'm not sure if that's because she liked it or because she was so stunned. It's, it's not that a she good had to watch sign. It again. Either way, <laughs> um, either way, that may be a tough hang. But uh, we're we're going to talk about it and we're just going to let it let let it fly. So uh, whatever our thoughts are, we're just going to express them. And uh, so we're looking forward to that next week. But um, Chris, how excited are you? I know Kyle had no excitement. Um, on a scale of one to three. I would say I am 0.95, and I'm rounding up excited. 0.95 rounding up. Yep. So He's starting to be more excited. He's, starting, he's starting, starting, starting to be more excited. Every day it gets closer, he's going to get a little bit more <laughs> excited. But, um, well, hey, we better wrap it up. Um, and before we do, though, we want to remind everyone that we are doing in-person gatherings again. We had our first one back in March, and our next one is actually going to be May 11th in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Woodlake Church. And uh, this will be from 6.30 to about 8.30. 
uh, that evening. And uh, it's a Tuesday night. So we hope you'll join us. Go to recreateok.com and uh, please register for us. We just want to make sure we have enough space. We're still trying to do social distancing. Uh, masks are recommended. They're not required. Um, but but we want to do what we can to be safe. And uh, so please register. It's totally free. It just lets us know you're coming so we can make sure we have enough room. But uh, please be there on May 11th. We're still working out some of the details of what kind of the theme is going to be. The last one was in the wilderness. And we talked about, you know, walking uh, through the wilderness with Jesus. And so we'll we'll definitely have something with a, a spiritual theme and a spiritual idea that we want to talk about and analyze. But um, make plans to attend. That's May 11th at Woodlake Church in Tulsa. You guys have anything to add on that? Any thoughts? No. Be there. Be, be there or be square. Be there or be square. Chris will not be there. He'll be I on his be honeymoon. There. I'll be on the honeymoon, oh. boys. So where are you going? If you if you feel like sharing, you don't have to share. Oh, it's not to, like we're uh, going to stalk you or anything. No, I'm going to Colorado. Colorado. Yep. Just vague enough. Yep. I like that. Um, but yeah, so Chris unfortunately won't be there, but uh, everyone else should be there. So should be a grand time. Any last thoughts? Got to go check out that uh, new J-Beebs, uh, Judah Smith collab. The what? Sorry, I'm not familiar with this. Justin Bieber released the surprise album on Easter. Oh, okay. So have you he listened Kanye to it, did it yet? Gospel album. Have you listened to it yet? Yeah, except for there's one song that's explicit, so I didn't listen. Oh, on Easter. I can't huh? listen. I have it. I have explicit turned off, so it doesn't okay. just randomly play yeah. bad songs. You use Apple Music, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to switch, but I, I got all my playlists set up. Yeah, that's a that's a big undertaking. I had Spotify forever, and then they never they were too late to the game when it come to uh, when it came to doing like family accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, so. now it's super easy to get a family account set up. I know. So, Chris, have you listened to it? I haven't yet, but I think I'm going to check it out today. Judas uh, Smith's on it. He talks. He doesn't sing on any of them. He, like, talks. Is it, like, message clips, or is it something, like, relevant to the actual song? did it just for that okay. album. Interesting. Mm. Tori Kelly's on a song. Yeah. Chandler Moore from Maverick City Music yeah. sings on there. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, speaking of music, I know we were about to head out, but um, you slacked us. This feels like weeks ago now, but the Dante Bowe's new album. Um, it's a, it's it's a banger. Good. Yeah, it's good. I've I've enjoyed listening to it. So mm. thank you for the recommendation. I was, I was surprised by yeah. how good it was. I just expected it to be like each song, 12 minutes of him just rambling on <laughs> while I'm playing the piano or something. Yeah. Well, what, it's it's very poignant. Like, I mean, it's, you know, the lyrics are definitely like for a time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not songs that are probably going to be sung in 10 or 15 years. But, um, like, his lyrics are, like, very, like, to the point. Um, I just, I appreciated that. Um, not a lot of gener- generalities. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was good. Thank you for the recommendation. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, I think it's time we say goodbye. Uh, Kyle, any last words? Uh, R.I.P. to something this week. Kill something in your life. I'll be like Bob Goff. Quit something. Kill it. There you go. Chris? Uh, nope, nothing. Nothing. Well, for uh, Chris Ainsworth, for Kyle Lee, and for Kyler Clapp, who's unable to join us today, she'll be back next week, though. Um, we'll see you guys. And uh, remember, a special episode about a week away is one week away. We'll see you guys. Create a radio show